0: My name's Kyle Macker, and I've been a pilot in the aviation industry for half my life. So you might be asking, why am I doing a marketing podcast, right? Well, I'm passionate about aviation and flying a big jet. It's just awesome. There's nothing like it. However, I realized that being a pilot is nothing what it used to be, like all jobs. And if I wanted to live the life of my dreams on my terms, I was going to have to teach myself a new skill. So three years ago, I started my marketing journey. I dove deep into the marketing world. I dug into the books, psychology, persuasion, anything that would help with the person saying yes to a product or service. I love it. However, I have a big problem. It's all theoretical knowledge. I have no hands-on experience and I still have so many questions. The biggest thing that I know is if we want our businesses to stand out in a noisy marketplace, we have to become better marketers. The best marketer will always win. So follow me on my journey and hopefully along the way it can help you spark up a few ideas that I've learned so that you can implement in your business. So make sure you subscribe to my channel so you don't miss the latest episodes and also if there's anything you want to know about, get in touch with me on Instagram at this marketing thing. So let's dive right in. So I thought I'd start the first episode off telling you about my story and how I came, we got the weird mix of being a pilot slash marketer. So it all started when I was a little fella. I uh, I wanted to become a pilot and like little mice, little fellas. So I, uh, at the age of 13, I started flying. It was quite funny actually, I can remember I was so small they needed to put two cushions on the seat so I could see over the dash in these aer- these little aeroplanes that I used to fly. And I'd, hang- I'd go to my flying lessons in school holidays and on the weekends and I'd hang out at the airport just washing uh, aeroplane windscreens. And at 16, I got my first pilot's licence. At 17, I got my private pilot's licence. And after that, basically a mixture of, Uh, self-doubt and whether financially whether I could afford to do my commercial license I put my flying on pause and then basically went out and worked I I carried blocks and labored and then I uh, got into operating excavators and bobcats and look I I really enjoyed operating the uh, earth moving machinery it was it was good fun and it, it definitely saved my back um but it was just something I I didn't want to do it for the rest of my life so then uh I had enough money to do my commercial license so I did that and it's quite it's very expensive to be a commercial pilot's license and then I uh went and did an instrument rating after that as well I got my multi-engine rating and then I was basically set for a for a job so in Australia, what you usually do is go to into general aviation and you try and build up experience and hours, and you move on to heavier aircraft. So that's what I did. I I went out west to fly uh, small aircraft, and you know, like that was uh, way out of my comfort zone. Like it was nine people living on a station, and uh, I think the nearest town was like oh, it's like two two and a half hours away. Um, but that job, it was more laboring than, uh, flying. I only did about three hours flying a week, but I needed to build up the hours faster. So I left that job and then I went up to a place called Kununurra in Western Australia. It took me three and a half days to drive out there. And, uh, I got a feeling that if I stayed there, uh, I was going to get a job. So I, you know, I wasn't going to get a job instantly, but I thought I might be able to get a job. It was very competitive. There's a lot of other pilots there as well. But, um, you know, I stayed there for three months and I was awarded with a job. So I stayed flying there for 18 months. That was a great job. And then I got a job flying bigger airplanes up in Darwin, which was, uh, you know, another good experience flying up there and, you know, great for a young pilot. I didn't really like that job. I didn't really like who I was working for, so I stayed there for about 15 months, but I, I satisfied my goal. The goal was to get 500 multi-command, which is you know the goal of most um, young pilots when they first start out, so I'd achieve that. I come back to Brisbane, my hometown in Australia, and then um, I was lucky enough to get a job uh, flying a King Air, and that's a multi-engine turbine aircraft, and it's it's probably the height of flying uh, single-pilot IFR, like it's um, probably just about the biggest aeroplane you can fly, single-pilot IFR in Australia anyway. And then uh, after two years doing that, I was lucky enough to get a position uh, flying up in Hong Kong for a major airline, and that's where I'm basically at today. So when I got to Hong Kong in 2015, I, I soon realised that being a pilot working for the man, it's not, it's not what it used to be. And if if I wanted to have the life that I wanted, I was going to have to do something else. So I started learning about stocks and investing, and and I, you know, and I think still I think everyone should have a, a general knowledge of investing, and but the sort of investing that I do builds wealth very slowly and and that's okay. And I, I wasn't going to change that and learn day trading and, and all this sort of speculative stuff. But I just, I wanted to become financially free. I, I didn't want to have to get a house and then have a 30-year mortgage and work for the grind, you know. Like I didn't want to have to be 65 sitting up in the middle of the night flying across the Pacific. I wanted to, I love flying and I still enjoy doing that, but I didn't want to have to be doing it when I'm that old. I wanted to be able to just go out on my terms whenever I didn't want to do it anymore. And that required something else. So I was speaking to my fiance one evening and she suggested she'd seen things about people selling products on Amazon and, uh, so I jumped on YouTube and did a bit of researching and you get a bunch of gurus spruking how easy it is to sell products on Amazon and it's never been easier and I was like, "Oh, this is sounds great. This would be perfect." So I was like, "This is it. I'll I'll do this. I'll sell products on Amazon." So uh, my fiance and I got together and we thought, "Well, you know, she's in the beauty industry. She knows beauty, she knows skincare. So let's let's sell something in the skincare. So I was like, yeah, great idea. And she told me about a few products. I was like, oh, this is great. Like, I don't think there's not too many people on Amazon doing selling these sort of things. This will be a good little niche for us. And so I sorted out a private labeling company that built, you know, like basically manufactured for us. They stuck our label on it. We did all the logos and all that sort of carry on. And and then we were trying to get it, I was trying to get it approved on Amazon and because it was this skincare product, they were knocking it back in the US and I thought, well, let's pivot and we'll try and sell the product in the UK and we were able to sell it in the UK, same product, go, go figure. So sent sent a load of these, these skincare products over to the UK and we were selling them there. But... What the YouTube Guru didn't tell us is it's actually quite difficult. It was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be to sell products and it wasn't profitable. I was spending money on advertising and that wasn't really working. So I took an Amazon pay-per-click course and did that and I dove deep into that and I studied and learnt and uh, Amazon PPC and... Even still, I couldn't just get my private label product to even sort of break even. It was sort of always losing. We were selling them, but we we just couldn't break even. It was – and then I got another – and I would finally figured out the the problems in the U.S., so then we were able to send uh, a shipment of that product to the U.S., but by that time – there'd been way more people that had entered that sort of market for them. So we were sort of behind the eight ball and I, I was spending money on advertising there and it the same thing. It wasn't – it just wasn't getting traction. I was still losing money to get it in front of eyeballs. So it was not as easy as I thought and, and the hard thing about Amazon, which I thought was hard, is that you can't build a list, you can't um, – construct an offer easily in that um you know some some areas in amazon are restricted for sellers and it was just a lot harder than i thought it was going to be after that i really decided that i really have to know my stuff if i want to do this and take this seriously like i the marketing side I really enjoyed, but I didn't so much like physical products and the Amazon side. So I knew like flying an aeroplane, I knew I had to study a little bit more, learn a little bit more, how the brain takes the sales and the psychology of it. And so I dove into that probably for the next year. I I didn't do anything business wise and just really hit that the study part of it hard. After that year of study of diving into the books and doing courses and getting newsletter from various marketing sources, I knew I'd made some pretty big mistakes that left me sort of shaking my head and I was pretty disappointed at myself. But I think the achievement was that I'd learned about myself in that what I was good at, what I wasn't, what I liked, what I didn't. And I think your business is a reflection of yourself. And I'd had a lot of self doubt, you know. Like, but luckily for me, I took that self doubt as a signal to learn more and improve, not a reason to quit. So I, I think I'm still at the point where I need to learn more about myself and really find out what I want to do with my knowledge that I have. But at least I know that's, and at least I know that's what I want to do, and I've got some clarity on that, and then I can find out exactly what I want to do. Hope you liked this week's episode of this marketing thing. Don't forget to subscribe and if you want like to get a hold of us, we're on Instagram at this marketing thing.